in the walking past that was com that's completely been lost and again it's been lost for good historic objective reasons we, we've had our ass kicked as a class for the last 80 years <laughs> you know so that has the last 50 well, years certainly. and I, I, I actually wanted to jump forward to get into that because that's sort of meteor theoretically uh, right yeah. now i just wanted to note one quick uh line too like there's people should definitely read this it's a very easy read um his, yeah, his hilarious. I, go ahead, Matt. I was just I I texted David like it. He would kill on Substack um, with the form <laughs> of this, and also the relevance, the content of the arguments are insanely yeah. relevant. But I got a section yeah. two, David. Unless uh, you you go first. Oh yeah, I was just thinking we could get to this this section on you know labor unions and the political party you know uh, but also people remember like he's very funny he made a great point about you know holidays it's like oh you have a hard time as a worker figuring out what to do on your one day of holiday think about how hard it is to be a boss and have to figure out what to do for a whole summer it's very funny yeah. <laughs> um and it's it, honestly it's the kind of rhetoric um that we need but paul i mean one of the big reasons i want to talk about james Connolly and specifically speak with you is because of this question of of labor that Connolly is so does such a great job at just getting to the root of um, in the U S right now, much like the UK, we're in this kind of post movement from whatever you want to categorize what Corbin Corbinism was or what Bernie was, you know, some form of populism, who knows. Right. But there was certainly a lack of, of structure um, to these political movements. The party structure was not what was driving these. These were collective, you know, groups of people that were coming together and it was really inspiring and important. Um, but we're now sort of in this post period and we're trying to figure out what to do. And there's all these questions like, is it time to build a new party, whatever. And we talk a lot about uh, that on, on this show and sort of trying to work through it and make people understand, like, these are bigger than just proclamations, right? You can't just proclaim a party. People, socialists have been proclaiming parties since, you know, socialism uh, was invented. Um, and anyways, Connolly does a really great job at saying you have to understand if you are a socialist that the, the labor struggle and the political struggle have to be completely linked. There is no way to do this um, without it. And I, I want to just tee you off on this uh, by reading in this short passage here where he's talking about Gompers in the United States, uh, who for, for folks who aren't familiar, was one of the founding members of the AFL in this country. Um, early in his life, he was very interested Early sympathetic to socialism, but very quickly became very much an anti-socialist and a rabid anti-socialist. And this is a big reason why the labor movement um, was so reactionary against socialist organization. Um, but par particularly, too, one thing that Gompers did in the United States was promote craft unions. So instead of an industry-wide unions, you would unionize the janitors as a separate organization uh, to the rest of, of the working class. Uh, which severely weakened, you know, the American labor movement to be able to win the victories here. And this is a little bit of a, a longer segment, but it's important. So he's talking about Gompers and why he failed. And then he is also saying this is why socialists have also failed, too. Um, he said uh, he failed Gompers, as even the socialists would fail if they remained equally blind to the natural law of our evolution into class consciousness. That natural law leads us as individuals to unite in our craft, as crafts to unite in our industry, as industries in our class. And the finished expression of that evolution is, we believe, the appearance of our class upon the political battleground with all the economic power behind it to enforce its mandates. Until that day dawns, our political parties of the working class are but propagandist agencies. John the Baptist of the new redemption. But when that day dawns, our political party will be armed with all our might of our class, will be revolutionary in fact as well as in thought. Yeah, I mean, I think that's crucially important. And I think, it, again, it goes back to 
what we've lost over the last 50, 60, 70 years in terms of, uh, I've had these conversations for the last couple of years in Britain uh, around the Corbyn thing. And I, I, so I was never, I wasn't, in, I joined Labour briefly to vote for Corbyn, but I wasn't an active Labour member and I wouldn't be for a whole variety of reasons. But I've had these conversations with people from the very start. I was like, look, even if Corbyn were to get elected as MP uh, and even if he were to achieve a hundred percent of what he wanted to achieve, which none of this was ever going to happen, but even if that were to happen, it would be about 5% of what we want and what we need as socialists uh, and as, as communists and Marxists. This, is, this isn't what this isn't the limit of our ambition. Mm-hmm. And Connolly understood this from the outset. Um, I'm, I'm certain it's in, maybe it's not in that pamphlet, maybe it's in um, somewhere else. We said it on two or three occasions where he says the fight for control of the political state isn't the battle, it's the echo of the battle. Now, again, mm-hmm. he's not dismissing electoralism here. He's saying that's important, he said, but there's no point in, the, in getting there. There's no point in turning up to a gunfight with a teaspoon. You know what I mean? There's no point in sort of rushing to the elections and winning state power and then suddenly finding that that's not where power really is. Uh, it's interesting, there was, a, there was a Marxist who passed away a few years ago called Isfan Mazaros and he had this great expression. He said capitalism is the extra parliamentary force par excellence and our movement has to be adequate to that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the thing is, is that when you get into power, if you if you were if you elected a progressive government, wherever it is, they'd soon find that having the legislative leaders of the legislature isn't where the power really is. I mean, it's part of it, you know, and, and it's mm-hmm. not an unimportant part of it. And political contest can be infor- important for helping to shape people's ideological views and helping to forge a sense of class alliance. But that's only if you have a strong enough independent working class line. If instead you're trying to graft an element of socialism onto the Democratic Party or the Labour Party, whatever it is, you'll invariably fail. Uh, and again, not because of your efforts weren't genuine, not because they weren't mm-hmm. serious. You're going to fail because these organisations are entrenched. They're part of the state in different ways in, in both sort of countries. The Democratic Party is a part of the US state. The Labour Party is a part of the British state. It manages and controls, you know, uh, dissent and, and sort of uh, anger on, on, one, on one level there. So this is one thing Conley understood as well, the importance of building independent working class organisation. And that wasn't, as you said, declaring another party. He has some really important lines about how any party or organisation that isn't rooted in the working class and isn't part of the working class is just a sect. It's just a small group sort of mm. out on the margins. And, and again, that's not even meant in a dismissive way or in a sort of moralistic way. That's an objective assessment. Hal Draper actually said the same thing. Hal Draper has an excellent article on sectism, which is interesting because Hal was in a few sects in his own time. But his analysis is still right. These sects that are formed... You've got a small group of people who've got the correct analysis as, very, as far as they're concerned, but have no serious material or organic connection to the class. It means nothing. And this actually goes back to Connolly's accessibility. So with the political education project that we uh, put together in, in, in Britain, but which actually we're trying, we've got Bill Fletcher Jr., for example, on our last session, because we, we want to try and be accessible to people from as far away as possible. Um, but the thing we said is that what's crucially important for us is that we engage...